Well, hey, good Friday morning to you. Uh, for those of you who care, for those of you who have weekends, have a great weekend coming up. For the uh, the rest of us, it's just like any other day. Uh, but you uh, Monday through Fridays, Fridayers, have fun this weekend. Hey, it's a Friday, February 19th, 2021. Friday, February 19th, 2021. By the way, episode 195, plus the special, so 196 technically. But, you know, regular episodes, 195. Uh, it's PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Tell your friends uh, to Google uh, Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Hey, I really appreciate you coming by and listening. It's really nice of you. I, I appreciate it. Bring somebody along with you if you can tomorrow. Say, hey, check this guy out. If they stay, fine. If not, eh, whatever. It's fun. Uh, you know, <laughs> ah, wow, man. Republicans are looking really bad right now, especially in Texas. Um, how, do you, how do you make a Republican's head explode? Uh, there's a couple of good ways to do it. But this one's interesting. So... I'll ask a couple questions first. Who do you think did more for Texas at this point? I mean, they're, they're, this is a horrible storm. I mean, this winter storm, people are in dire straits. The crisis in Texas is expanding after the brutal winter storm. It's crippled much of the infrastructure in the state. Although electricity has been mostly restored, more than 13 million people, almost half the state's population, don't currently have access to clean running water. In fact, is that, isn't that more than, maybe not, maybe not. That's not more than half the population. Uh, anyway, uh, in many homes, the tap is dry, but uh, uh, finding bottled water is nearly impossible. Uh, some people have resorted to boiling snow. Uh, Houston, America's fourth largest city, fourth largest city in the United States, opened 11 sites yesterday to help give away water. It's bad. All this is happening and Republican leaders are at best absent, at worst, at, at worst, derelict and possibly worser complicit and because of uh, of their legislation has just destroyed Texas so how do you how do you make a republican's head explode so who do you think did more for Texas at this point governor abbott the man who blames all problems on something else or someone else and takes no responsibility. Governor Abbott, do you think he's done anything for Texas? How about Ted Cruz, the Texas senator who saw millions without power and said to himself, he goes, self, fuck this. I'm going to Cancun. Or for who has done more for Texas at this point? How about AOC? Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. AOC rocks. I always say it. AOC rocks. AOC 2028. So, which one is your answer? Is it Greg Abbott? Is it Ted Cruz? 
Is it AOC? Well, AOC teamed up with a coalition of local organizations to raise money to provide direct relief for people in desperate need in Texas. She announced on Twitter early last night that the grassroots fundraising campaign brought in more than a million dollars in a matter of hours, all of which, according to the, uh, to the New York Democrat, will go to bridge homeless recovery centers, ending uh, a community homeless uh, uh, coalition. Uh, that's what it's called, the Ending Community Homeless Coalition, ECHO, uh, Family Elder Care, Houston Food Bank, Feeding Texas, and other groups assisting Texans during the ongoing emergency. A million dollars she raised in one day to help other people. AOC tweeted last night, wow, we officially raised $1 million for Texas relief at 9.17 p.m. Thank you all so much. I'm at a loss for words. Always in awe of movement work. 100% of this relief is going straight to Texan food assistance, homelessness relief, elder care, and more. That's a leader. Ted Cruz is not a leader. Governor Greg Abbott, not a leader. AOC, a 30-year-old, what is she, 30? Waitress? Or is she 32? I forget. She was a waitress three years ago, and she's done more for Texas than Ted Cruz ever did. Now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the world. Um, warning that the U.S. Postal Service will continue to be under threat as long as Postmaster General DeJoy has free reign to impose his agenda. A group of 80 House Democrats is calling on President Joe Biden to quickly fill the vacancies on the uh, on the mail agency's board in order to stop DeJoy from inflicting further damage, uh, and they, they're setting the stage for his removal. Uh, Connolly, the chairman of the House Subcommittee on Government Operations, uh, which is, has ju- jurisdiction over the Postal Service, they said in a statement uh, uh, that DeJoy's tenure as former Trump's hand-picked Postmaster General has been one of deliberate sabotage, draconian service cuts, and craven partisanship. Uh, partisanship. There are currently four vacancies on the 11-member Postal Services Board, including three Senate-confirmed governor spots. While Biden does not have the legal authority to remove DeJoy himself, filling the three open positions with Democrats would give the party a majority of board governors and the votes necessary to replace the Postmaster General. You got to remember, and I, and I talked about this in an earlier podcast. When he was questioned, DeJoy couldn't answer basic information about the post office, and members on the board helped him along. Like DeJoy would say something, and and a Republican member of the board would say, "What he means is," and then they would explain it all because DeJoy is a moron. 
And don't forget, DeJoy has investments in companies that are competitors with the post office. So where do you think his allegiance lies? Think about that. Moving on. Um, The award for the greatest government acronym of 2021 goes to and this is so far, but this is such a this is such a great acronym. I I cannot see this as being surpassed. This is the greatest acronym of all time. Congressman Ro Khanna yesterday unveiled legislation to help the Internal Revenue Service put an end to runaway tax evasion by the ultra-rich and largest corporations in the United States. The California Democrat introduced the Stop, ready for this, corporations and higher earners from avoiding taxes and enforce rules strictly. The Cheaters Act. The Stop Cheaters Act. (laughs) C-H-E-A-T-E-R-S. Corporations and higher earners from avoiding taxes and enforce rules strictly. Greatest acronym ever. Um... It would provide $100 billion in additional funding to the IRS over a decade, $70 billion for enforcement, $20 billion for taxpayer services, and $10 billion for IT and operations support. Every dollar spent would generate $11 in greater tax collection, totaling $1.2 trillion in revenue, according to Kana, uh, who serves as uh, deputy whip of the uh, Congressional uh, Progressive caucus and on the House Committee on Oversight and Reform. So he is uh, in the position to make this happen. Uh, The Stop Cheaters Act would upgrade the IRS systems and require audits of 95% of corporations with over 20 billion in assets, as well as half of individual tax returns filers with income exceeding 10 million per year. In a bid to stop wealthy from hiding income, the law would also require additional reporting for uh, pass-through businesses. Uh, these, these are businesses that do business in the United States, but they're based elsewhere. So, anyway, awesome. Cheaters. Stop Cheaters Act. I love it. More than a dozen Democratic lawmakers concerned about possible violations of civil liberties guaranteed by the U.S. Bill of Rights, of course, asked Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin and Director of National Intelligence Avril Haines, just appointed, right? Um, uh, Asked her yesterday for more information about how and why the U.S. military is buying access to large quantities of personal data collected from cell phone applications targeted towards Muslim users. Remember, there was a story last week that I did about how government agencies are uh, getting around regulations by not collecting data themselves, but they're buying it that's being collected from uh, other corporations. This is, this is more of this smaller government thing that never works because we're still paying those corporations. You know, we don't get it for free. Anyway, moving on. Uh, The demand for a probe comes in the wake of a bombshell report published uh, uh, this past November, quite a while ago, by Motherboard about the Pentagon's acquisition 
of the granular movement data of people around the world harvested from innocuous seeming apps, including, but not limited to, widely uh, used Muslim prayer and Quran apps with nearly 100 million downloads worldwide, as well as a popular Muslim dating app. Hmm, a Muslim dating app, interesting. Uh, It's a Christian dating app, so why not? Christian Mingle? Oh, which, which, by the way, side note, they were sued for not allowing atheists. <laughs> anyway, um, they demanded answers uh, uh, with separate responses for each military and the intelligence agency, which is cool because if one of them lies, they can be caught in a lie by the answer of, uh, of the other one. Anyway, Uh, The questions are, has any surveillance whatsoever occurred on any U.S. citizen using purchased location data? Were apps used, uh, second one, uh, well, there's a a bunch of questions, but this is just a a few of the highlights. Were apps used primarily by the Muslim community targeted for data purchases? If so, which apps specifically? do the U.S. military intelligence community agencies currently possess location data, data on American citizens, including Muslim Americans? So the questions are wide-ranging. They're not just for Muslims. They want to get to the bottom of everything. Anyway, uh, if so, which agencies and how was this data obtained? Is the data of Muslim American citizens and non-Muslim American citizens segregated in any way? If the military or intelligence community has engaged in any data purchasing that targeted Muslim Americans or Muslims generally, has similar targeted purchasing occurred with respect to any other ethnic or religious minority? So, this is important. I mean, government agencies, Big Brother, all this stuff, 1984, we really need to get a hold on it. 1984 has passed long ago. Um, So, Rosen, guy from uh, 60 Minutes, a new book uh, included in Rosen's book, uh, which is called Ticking Clock, Behind the Scenes of 60 Minutes, uh, released on Tuesday. Uh, uh, He dishes about his time working at uh, 60 Minutes. The book uh, sheds new light on reported claims that Jeffrey Epstein had secretly recorded his celebrity friends having sex with women and underage girls at his home in New York, or is that in Manhattan, and then used the footage to blackmail them. Uh, Two of Epstein's victims, uh, Maria Farmer and Virginia Roberts uh, Guffrey, uh, have previously claimed that they saw a room full of CCTV monitors in, in a room uh, at his uh, $65 million mansion in New York, with some cameras installed in bathrooms. In his memoir, Rosen reveals he arranged the meeting with Maxwell, Jelaine G- G- Maxwell, Jislaine Maxwell. I, again, let me just tell you, if a woman named Jislaine which is how it's pronounced in France. If a woman named Gislaine asks you to come meet a bunch of men, don't do it. Her name is Gislaine. Take the hint. You're going to be walking down Gislaine. 
Okay. I know that's, that's a horrible joke. Uh, anyway, um, um, where was I? Oh, uh, 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 in a meeting with Maxwell, Ghislaine Maxwell in early 2016 and acting on a hunch that the tapes existed, uh, he tricked her into confirming that they did. Uh, uh, he goes, I want the tapes. I know Epstein video, uh, was videotaping everyone and I want the tapes of Trump with the girls. Ro- uh, that's what Rosen told uh, Maxwell. Uh, and Maxwell replied, I don't know where they are. She then said, I am the daughter of a press baron. I know the way you people think. If you do one side, you must do the other. If you get tapes on Trump, you have to uh, uh, do the tapes on Clinton also. Uh, Rosen replied, I will. I will go wherever the story goes. And, and, and Ghislaine uh, supported Hillary at the time. This was in 2016. She supported Hillary. But she didn't see the need for uh, releasing tapes on Trump because she she knew he would, there was no way he was going to get elected. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, God. She's still, uh, she's still under house, uh, house arrest, I believe. Yeah. Um, not house arrest? Is she in, in jail? I forget. Where is she? No, it's not house arrest. She's in, she's in jail. I forget. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> this is big. And it should have gone this way in California. And I'm really angry at Californians for voting in the la- last election on this uh, uh, proposition. Um, <clears throat> the United Kingdom's highest court delivered a major win for gig laborers this morning by ruling that a group of more than two dozen Uber drivers must be classified as workers, not self-employed independent contractors, and, and they must be granted rights such as minimum wage and certain benefits. While the decision will initially only impact the 25 drivers who brought the case against Uber, uh, which, re- by the way, repeatedly, this is what they do, uh, they've, they've repeatedly appealed uh, uh, lower court decisions over a four-year period. Anyway, the UK Supreme Court's ruling sets a precedent that could lead to broader victories for gig workers. Lawyers representing uh, GMB Union, uh, which is a uh, UK labor organization that helped the Uber drivers bring the case, uh, they said in a statement that tens of thousands of Uber drivers could be entitled to an average of uh, 12,000 pounds, which is about $17,000 each in compensation Thanks to uh, Friday's uh, today's ruling, uh, the UK Supreme Court agreed with Uber drivers' case that they are in a position of subordination and dependency in relation to Uber, such that they have little or no ability to improve their economic position through professional or entrepreneurial skill. Meaning, there's no way to move up in the company. In practice. The court said the only way in which they can increase their earnings is by working longer hours while constantly meeting Uber's measures of performance. And you know what? I would add that it's worse than that because Uber has lowered their their pay to drivers. So they, oh, Uber and Lyft. I mean, Lyft is a little better than Uber, but not much. They are the worst 
violators in the world. They are the worst corporation in the world. They take advantage, slave labor of these drivers. If you only knew what was really happening and you people that voted to allow Uber to get away with this crap, you should be ashamed of yourself. So, remember the story yesterday? Facebook? Already on the Facebook story from yesterday. Where they blocked all Australian news on their, on their site? Amnesty International expressed concern yesterday after Facebook blocked the content of Australian news outlets from its platform. A move the social media giant took in response to proposed law to make large technology plat- platforms pay publishers for linking to Australian news stories. Under the proposed Australian legislation we talked about, tech platforms would have to negotiate with pub- publishers over access to links to news stories. If no deal is reached, the tech companies and media organizations would move to arbitration. In addition, the bill requires platforms to give news outlets notice when algorithms are changed that may affect the visibility and reach of news stories. Facebook, for its part, said in a statement Wednesday that the plan fundamentally misunderstands the relationship between our platform and publishers who use it to share news content and has left us facing a stark choice, attempt to comply with a law that ignores the realities of this relationship or stop allowing news content on our services in Australia. And I told you this is what's going to happen. We're going to see who blinks first. Now, I talked about Google. I didn't know that Google had already reached a deal. Google, um, uh, the other, you know, that's the other platform that, that the legislation targets because they got a lot of different, you know, their main Google News site, of course, <coughs> and other stuff. Uh, they reached a deal this week in, in the hope that it, it can avoid laws that tell it what to pay, including the threats of arbitration and fines. So they reached the deal with Australia, I guess, or with uh, um, uh, with Fox News, which is the the um, they're from Australia, of course. So, on the uh, uh, coronavirus and the vaccine. The one big problem with uh, Pfizer's coronavirus vaccine was that it had to be kept at ultra-low temperatures to stop it from spoiling. But its manufacturers say that's no longer the case. According to uh, the Financial Times, the companies have discovered that the shots can now be safely stored in regular medical freezers rather than ultra-cold storage units. In a statement, Pfizer said the vaccine can be kept for up to two weeks in temperatures between 15 degrees centigrade to minus 25 degrees centigrade. I'm sorry, minus 15 degrees centigrade to minus 25 degrees centigrade. So that's like uh, close uh, uh, close to zero, around zero, I think. Uh, before now, it had to be kept between minus 60 centigrade, centigrade and minus 80 centigrade. Uh, Anyway, the new data has been uh, submitted to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, which they will review and tell um, uh, 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 the states 
whether or not they can go ahead and uh, do what Pfizer says. Moving on. So, U.S. life expectancy has been going up for decades. A couple of times it it has uh, plateaued, but it's been basically going up for decades. On average, it has plummeted because of COVID. It plummeted on average from 78.8 years to 77.8 years. Life expectancy decreased 2.7 years for black uh, and African-American, down to 72. Uh, It dropped 1.9 years for Hispanics to 79.9 and 0.8 years for whites to 78. Which is funny because I didn't know Hispanics had more life expectancy. Isn't that interesting? Um... The uh, preliminary report did not analyze trends for Asian or Native Americans. Uh, And if you think that's bad, you don't yet know the half of it. And I do mean half of it. At this point, it's half of it, but it's going to be more. That was only taken into account the first half of 2020. That doesn't include the winter surges, which were worse than the spring surge. So you can expect another maybe uh, um, year on average, to be taken off somebody's life. And it's more than just uh, from COVID. It's from the sedentary lifestyle it has led to, people staying at home. That probably added to it also. Moving on. Interesting. Two young women in Florida dressed up as older women in an apparent attempt to qualify for a COVID-19 vaccination. Uh, Dr. Paul uh, Pino, uh, the director of the Florida Department of Health in Orange County, said that the women arrived at a vaccination site dressed up as grannies in bonnets and glasses and gloves, but were turned away. The women appeared to be in their 20s, and that's what he told reporters. Uh, Pino said that um, young women were coming for their second dose of the vaccine and had valid vaccination cards from their first dose. Pino didn't know how they got through the vaccination process for the first time. He hinted that there was an issue with the woman's photo identification uh, the second time around. Uh, the situation has been referred to the county sheriff's office for further investigation. I suppose it's possible that uh, older women actually did get the first one. And then they stole their vaccination cards and tried to get the sex, second shot. I mean, they say that the uh, the Pfizer vaccine, they're saying now that only one shot makes it 85% effective. Two shots makes it 94% effective. So even with just one shot, even if they stole that from these old women, some other old women who had already gotten their shot, and then we're gonna gonna get the, just the one shot. Who knows what actually happened? But I guess we'll find out in the future once they're caught and thrown in jail. Uh, they probably won't get thrown in jail. Anyway, that's it, man. Thanks for listening. I I really appreciate you. God, I'm so happy that you're here. I really am. Um, um, thanks for coming. It's Friday. February 19th, 2021, Friday, February 19th, 2021, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast. 
and I'll show up right there at the top of the list. Ah, man, I, every day, I really appreciate you coming. Tell somebody about me. Tell them to come check me out. Say, hey, check this guy out. Oh, and I, I never want to forget you guys at the FBI. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Am I crazy? You have to decide that yourself. I don't know. Um, but remember, most of all, most of all, remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. Next Friday, my 200th episode. I'm not going to do anything special. It's just going to be another 200th episode. Uh, thanks for listening. You guys have a fantastic weekend. This is Peter Lawrence reporting from Los Angeles. <laughs>